Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Hello and welcome to Reliscope, the Relationship Science Insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions in life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm your host, Aditi Kuti. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to our show, um, Reliscopes, the Relationship Science Insights Podcast. I'm here with Christina Davey, who is an international dating and relationship coach uh, and creator of the Become the One and Love Map dating programs. Christina, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much uh, for having me. It's such a pleasure to connect with you and, um, you know, uh, share with your audience as well. Thank you. I'm really, really looking forward to our conversation today, which is going to be about separating from a partner with graciousness and forgiveness. Um, I was joking uh, with our videographer who's in studio um, earlier that uh, I have neither graciousness nor forgiveness um, in me. So this is going to be a really fun episode uh, for me to take on. Uh, But before we kind of get into that, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am... um at 47 nearly <laughs> and I have a, a 10 year old son um, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is because of my own journey so I was married uh, for 15 years and um, one day I had to make a choice you know the, 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 to, to call it off um, because he was cheating and I felt like my mental health was getting affected so um, at the end of that I found that it was very hard I really felt like half of my body was missing you know I felt so unbalanced because um, I used to believe that you know you get married and you just die together <laughs> you go through everything together you're so committed right for a life uh, lifetime so uh, the the whole separation from my uh, ex-husband was um, was very difficult but in saying that, I also recognize my needs for love and connection. I thought I'm going to go out dating. And as I start dating, I realized how much I didn't know, right? And I had so many challenges. I ended up in a toxic relationship, which ended in a domestic violence situation. And with that, I found myself to uh, this point where I realized the only way moving forward is to change myself. And when I start um, I start investing in myself, attending programs. I discover, rediscover that passion that I always had. I always wanted to help people and I didn't know how, you know, I, I used to be the person to go to for others to, you know, talk about their problems all the time. And I wanted to become a psychologist at a very young age. However, I had a belief that I'm not smart enough. So I couldn't. So it took me 20 years, literally full circle to get to a point in life when, you know, I felt like I had a date with destiny, uh, you know, and take the decision to like, just really step into my power. And, and my mission has become, you know, to, um, it, it's all about creating more love on this planet. And the way I do it is by helping people with their dating and relationship life. 
I love that so much. And I think um, like when you have kind of lived through a lot of these struggles yourself, it teaches you so much more and allows you to pass that on to other people uh, as well. So that's such a beautiful story. Thank you. Yeah, it's and I it allows me to understand what people go through. You know, when when I think sometimes when we we break up, you know, we have those expectations that we should just move on right away. We should just be okay right away. And sometimes it's a bit of a hit and miss. You know, one day you'll be perfectly fine, and then a week you're not, and then it goes kind of the other way. You know, you will be fine for a week, and you're gonna have one bad day. Um, but what's important is to remind yourself you're moving forward and it's okay to have the feels. It's okay to grieve your you know, relationship. It's okay to give yourself permission to find yourself after that, especially after a long-term relationship. You know, I've been with my husband for 15 years. You, you are molding into each other. You know, you are like to form that unity, right? We often have to kind of uh, adapt, right? We are changing together. We are growing together. We are becoming uh, a, a third energy, which I, I'm going to talk about it uh, in a little bit. So um, it's not easy. It's not easy to to just leave all of that and move forward. So um, instead of uh, choosing to stay depressed, or you know, some people never move on, and some people just stay there in that spot. Um, I just want to let everyone know that it's possible. It's possible to create more love. It's possible to create an even better relationship than what you have had. And people give people hope and, and, and not just give them hope, but show them a way, not just empower them, but show them how they can actually create it, how they can create more love rather than just expect to happen. You know, we often think love just happens, falls from the sky right in our lap, but it's not. We create it, and like anything else, once we have the tools, we have we make it happen faster and a lot better than before. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, we're gonna, I guess, talk a little bit about almost the end of that love, or at the very least, um, when you kind of have to move on from it uh, and how to do so. Um, kind of later on. Uh, but before we get into that, um, I've, we've got a segment called Have You Met Christina Davey, in which um, we allow our audience to get to know you a little bit more. Are you ready to answer some questions about yourself? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, all right. So, Christina, what is your favorite book? Well, I'm glad you asked because um, my favorite book is <laughs> much big, definitely, you know, Beyond uh, Mars and Venus by John Gray. Um, it, it, you know, this man has done so much for relationships and um, I am very grateful because I have learned so much from, from him. And um, also Intimate Communion, um, it's, um, it's a book that... Um, talks, uh, it's a comprehensive uh, uh, book, you know, about masculine and feminine energy. And Intimate Communion actually has completely changed, you know, the way I am looking at relationships. And um, it's written by um, David Dada, um, who has multiple books, you know, for those of you who are listening, I'll definitely uh, Google him and, and look him up. You know, if you are into knowing more about masculine and feminine energy, uh, men and women, you know, and 
and sexuality as well, um, or, or the dynamic between the, the us, um, then I definitely strongly recommend him. So Intimate Communion and Beyond Mars and Venus are definitely two books that have changed my life. <laughs> Right, right. Well, two. We've got two for the price of one, uh, which is always uh, a good thing. I can't. Um, I can't. I can't put one above the other because they're both important. So. <laughs> what about a favorite movie? Do you do you have multiple recommendations for that too? <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be very firm about that. The Notebook is my favorite. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. Of all times, I don't know if it's any other movie that's more romantic than that. <laughs> I'm surprised. I feel like the notebook, this might be the first time someone has mentioned the notebook on the show. I feel like no one has has mentioned that as their favorite movie yet. And considering this is like a relationship podcast, I would have assumed it was mentioned earlier. Uh, someone did say Lord of the Rings, which has like no romance in it, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, most movies have a bit of a love story in it or suggestive right the uh, love story but um i think that what i like if it's okay to say what i like about the notebook is the fact that it's empowering you know a relationship is people think that you just meet the perfect person and then the relationship it's easy but it's never like that relationships are up and down relationships are full of challenges relationships are um are helping us grow right and i'm kind of moving i think i'm already answering that question <laughs> but uh what i'm trying to say is that relationships are not a perfect streamlined you know the, the relationships are up and down and as long as we we try to understand one another you know we can overcome all these challenges so that's why i like note the notebook because you can see there are two different individuals, you know, they are overcoming a lot of challenges in a in a normal, not superhero way, you know. And and they they end up having a life together, you know, and, and it's just beautiful to see how uh they are there for each other towards the end of life as well. And I don't know. It's just for me it's like <laughs> It's also just a it's it's also just a good movie. Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams, just a classic. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yes. What about a favorite podcast? I actually don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I definitely love yours. My <laughs> my number one strongly recommended. But um, I uh, I listen to audiobooks. So um, I when I have time, you know, I sometimes cook or I don't know drive somewhere. I just listen to audiobooks. Uh, and if it's something specific that I'm interested in, I just go on YouTube, you know, and just pick something and just listen to it. Uh, but I don't listen. Um, uh that much uh to podcasts i feel like every time i talk to a client is like a podcast for me because they are sharing their experience they are talking to me about their life uh what they're overcoming what they what they have been you know where they're now so in a way i'm listening to podcasts every single day from real people <laughs> yeah i love that your clients are kind of your favorite podcast at the end <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure um, who's a famous role model that you look up to? It's definitely um, Esther Perel, right? And I have here, uh, I went to, um, when she came here in um, in uh, Sydney just last year, 
um, I was, um, you know, really blessed to actually meet her and um, ask her a question myself. Uh, I feel like she makes, you know, she has this down-to-earth, very non-bullshit way of explaining relationships. And um, she's very real, very grounded, and, and I love that. And it's definitely uh, one yeah, of my girls. goals to become, you know, no, the Esther of, of Australia, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, well, Godspeed. Uh, Esther Farrell is such an icon. She's brought up so many times on the show. I, I, I think she's kind of like a goddess of relationship science almost. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and manifesting that that can happen for you as well. Definitely. Yeah, this is it. It's done. You know, like that's that's what I'm going. <laughs> like I also, yeah. I, I had a picture with her, you know, and and um, I already saw myself, I took a picture with her and, and I already saw myself, you know, talking with her in, in, in a couple of years and, and having, you know, an interview and talking about that moment when I decided, you know, I, I saw her on the stage and I decided, you know what, I'm going to be the Esther Perel of Australia in my own version, not oh. in the copying her, but what she represents. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, Godspeed. I really, really hope you make it. Um, what's the last course that you completed? Actually, it was just last weekend, um, and it was uh, with Dr. Espen, um, and uh, it was all about uh, chakras, you know, understanding yourself uh, as an energetic being, you know, and, and um, it was all about... Um, unblocking your chakras, breath work. Um, it was actually really empowering. I've done it with a few other girls um, as well. And uh, we, we had a blast. It was all pure feminine energy, you know, all connecting and high vibe and dancing. And oh, it's just like, it's just pure, pure bliss. And I had such an awesome experience through it. It was my first time connecting to the star soul chakra, which you know I haven't been aware of before. And that's when you really meet. Um, basically, you you get a sense of unconditional love. And I was like, well, I know. I was I was telling myself, I know what unconditional love is. Like, how is this going to be different? I was wondering before I've done the exercise. And oh my god, I could not stop crying for forty five minutes. Because to feel poor, pure love, blissful love in that way, you know, in a sense of it's like this, I don't even know, like I feel like my, vocab my vocabulary is not developed enough to really kind of, it's something that you just have to experience. I thought, you know, loving my son, loving my partner, you know, I, I thought, I thought I know I love people. I thought I know love in all forms. But oh my God, was I kidding myself? Like just that meditation right there, you know, opened me up in a way that, oh, you know, I can still feel it. And I'm really grateful that I choose to invest in myself and I choose to grow. You know, I'm not motivated just by, I don't want to be there anymore. I'm actually constantly um, exposing myself to, to programs and communities where I can expand. And I think, imagine if every single one of us will do that. Oh my God, what will happen with this place, our planet? I mean, oh, I get so aroused by the thought, you know, <laughs> and hopefully, 
you know, with more coaching, you know, the more programs there will be, you know, people will learn that there's no problem that can't be solved. You know, it's just a matter of how bad do you want it and are you willing to do what it takes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I think the way that you were describing it as well, it seems like it was a lot of fun, even though it was a transformative experience. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think it's always good when you have both of those in combination. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was a lot of fun. It, it's got to be fun. Like, you know, I, I I look at everything as a platform to learn any experience, you know, like I'm always asking myself, what am I learning? No matter how I feel, you know, what am I learning? If I feel joy, if I feel fun, if I feel love, if I feel um, betrayal, if I feel uh, sad, if I feel angry, what am I learning? What is it for me to learn from this experience? You know, like just sit with that emotion and allow yourself to feel it. It's okay. It's safe to feel unconsciously. We are so scared to feel, especially through a breakup. You know, we just don't want to feel it. We don't want to feel it. But the feeling is just temporary unless you don't have the skills to know how to move from there to a different feeling. Um, like, for example, people ask me, are you happy when I broke up with my partner? We took eight months apart and, and they're like, how can you be so happy? You just broke up. You said you love him. And I said, well, I can be both. I can still be happy even if I broke up with him. I allow myself to feel sad when I think about it and I feel like, oh, I miss him or I miss what I had. So I'm allowing myself to feel the emotion because it's safe. The emotion is, is telling me something. The emotion is telling me, well, this man mattered to me. This relationship was important to me. And I made the choice, or him in other situations, he makes the choice not to be in that union. That's totally okay. And, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm never going to laugh anymore. I'm never going to. Uh, allow myself to experience love again or another relationship because that's growth mindset can create this again rather than fixed mindset which says I'll never have what I just had before if I didn't break up if I didn't go through a breakup so many times so I had four significant relationships in my life and if I didn't break up with with each person up until this moment I'll have never been able to experience what I'm experiencing right now because every relationship in my life that ended was a stepping stone for me to grow, to become the person that could experience what I have created in this moment. So, um, yeah. I was a long explanation of what course <laughs> what's the last program <laughs> no I, I feel like that actually that, that actually makes for a really nice segue into I guess the rest um uh, I guess the main point of our episode which uh today is about separating from your partner with graciousness and with forgiveness um so I guess to start very very broadly what is a relationship to you how do you define a relationship uh, you know, my my explanation is probably quite basic and um, not necessarily something romantic, but I look at it as an ex exchange of energy. 
you know, people go into a relationship and sometimes, especially when a breakup happens, it's like, he did this or she did this, you know, and, uh, but what happens is we stay in a relationship as long as it's fulfilling some of our needs. Because when our needs are not met, we opt out. But our needs, okay, so you might not feel heard in a relationship or seen, but you feel like you're belonging. That's still, it's still meeting an important need for you. You might not, your, your, he might not be someone romantic or, you know, you might not have great sex, but you are meeting your needs for security. Financially or emotionally, you feel like it doesn't matter. That is not really, I'm not up here, but at least I'm up here with this person. And if I don't believe that I can go from here to here, then I'm just going to stay here. So a relationship is just an exchange of energy. We are giving and taking at all times. We're just not always consciously aware of what we are giving and what we are taking. Like I had a conversation with a client just um, this morning and she was saying, I don't want to go and see this guy anymore because he's using me for sex. And he keeps using me and how much longer am I going to allow that? And I said, well, actually, you're both using each other for sex. No one is forcing you to go and have sex with this person. You go and have sex with this person because it's making you feel in a certain way. So there's still an exchange. It's just not exactly how you want it. But it's still an exchange. You wouldn't go and have sex with this person if it wouldn't make you feel good. It gives you something in return. You're just not really aware of what that is and you're not acknowledging it. So um, that's my explanation of <laughs> what a relationship, an exchange. <laughs> sometimes it's, it's a great exchange and sometimes it's a bit unbalanced. Yeah, for sure. I guess that also kind of leads nicely to the next question, which is, in your opinion, um, does a relationship still hold the same meaning that it did maybe decades ago? I I think the meaning is something personal. Um, the meaning comes from our background, our exposure to knowledge, uh, our beliefs, our model of the world. So the meaning um, of a relationship is something different for each one of us. But if you're if I can take your question and expand it a little bit and say, are relationships the same way as they used to be a while ago, decades ago? No, for sure not. We are definitely changing from the gender-based, role-based relationships um, to something that's more um, spiritual as well and more empowering in a sense that now men and women can you know, can do both. Like men can take care of kids and cook and clean up a house and a, a, a woman can provide for herself. She can be in, a, in an empowering role in, in society, right? And make a difference and, and, and be, be heard and express herself and lead, which was not really 
so common a while ago. So our roles in a relationship are changing. It's it's based on choice. What really suits us, me and you, you know, and and are we both happy with those choices? Um, so that's, I think, what's happening. Plus the fact that we are now uh, stepping more into our spirituality and therefore there needs to connect with the person spiritually as well. I actually had this conversation with my partner, which I, I invited to spend the weekend with me into this uh, program. And he said no for his reasons. And I, you know, he could see I was upset or be disappointed. And, you know, he said, it's not really my thing. And I said, I understand that, but there's a need within me to connect with you that way, to connect with you and that at that high vibe when when I am right after a breath work, when I am right after I have done a process and I can sense your whole being, your whole soul, not just, you know, what we do every day, you know, cooking, kissing, coming home, going into the car, that I want to experience more. I want to feel more with you. So that wasn't really, people were not really that aware of that before, like 50 years old. You know, it was pure, it was based on primary sort of um, needs like having shelter, survival, more of this because we are right after the war. We are raised by parents who were raised by parents that were in war. So our needs were different back then than now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's definitely a good point um, as well. How then do you, what, what is a relationship separation? How do you define relationship separation? It's an end of a contract in a way. But the contract could be on many levels, emotional, right? Financially, uh, you can call it whatever you want. Um, but it's it's the end of a contract. Like I'm choosing you because I find you suitable, right? And then I opt out when I feel like we're not moving towards the same direction. We don't, we, we can't, we're too different in order to build this um, third energy because we have, so, we are all energy. I am an energy source, right? He is an energy source. And then we also, together, we form the relationship energy, which is a third energy, right? And as long as we feel happy and our needs are being met and we bring value into each other's life, we stay together. And when we're not, we can opt out. Before, it was a taboo, right? We were too afraid to do that because we are ostracized, you know, it was, um, people were viewing that as doing the wrong thing. So people had to, um, uh, not that they had to, because they still had a choice, but they felt pressure to stay in an unfulfilling relationship. But right now, really, if you feel like this relationship doesn't bring value into your life, the best gift you can give to yourself is to choose to end that contract. And it doesn't have to be a marriage, yeah? You just end the contract, end the relationship. I hope this makes sense. 
No, that absolutely made sense. I think that um, we make a lot of contracts without even realizing it, I think. Um, and when you're conscious that, the, I think it's, uh, you know, when, when you become conscious that a contract has been made and you want to end it, I think that's probably the right time um, to separate at, at least. Absolutely. I agree. You know, like um, many struggle to understand my choice so last year. I'm going to share a little bit about me because I think it's relevant to the subject. Last year, um, I was ready to move uh, my partner and I relationship to the next level. Uh, I wanted to uh, move in together. Um, I wanted to wake up. I wanted to wake up with him every morning. I wanted to um, have that those plums and goals as a family. You know that family feeling, not necessarily another child, but just that family feeling. And um, uh, for reasons that I'm not going to go into right now, because there are other people's privacy as well, and I'll rather just keep it that way, um, he couldn't, you know. So he, he said, I can't offer, I love you, I love you, I want to be with you, but I can't uh, offer you this right now. And I said, okay, and, and he asked me, can you wait for me? And I said, how long? And he said, I don't know, because he wasn't up to him. He, was, he felt he was up to someone else. And I said, well, I don't mind waiting, but I need to know how long, because it might never happen. You know, what are the steps we're going to, I need a plan. I need something concrete. And he couldn't give me that. So I said, well, I love myself enough to know that I can have whatever I want and need in my life. And for me, having a family on my own is very important. And I know that by continuing to stay in this relationship, I'm going to start to resent you because you can't give me just something that I, I can't create with you that thing. I can create everything else but that. And that's just not enough for me. So I'm going to honor myself and you encounter abundance and choice and end this relationship here. Not because I don't love you enough, not because, um, you know, I don't feel happy with you. It's because my dream of having a family, it's so important to me. And you, a partner, it's a, it might sound very, a bit, you know, uh, rational, but a partner, it's a vehicle that can take you to the relationship that you want. So you can change the vehicle. You can have the same things in, you know, in different sort of forms. So I said, if you are not ready to, to have this kind of experience in your life, that's totally okay. And I respect your uh, view. I respect your choice, you know, of, of living your life, but I want that. That's so important to me. And to stay, continue to stay in this relationship would mean basically to feel, to to feel unhappy, to create a source of bad feelings for me. So I'd rather, you know, let yourself set yourself, set myself and you free. And, you know, each one of us can create whatever what's important to us. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess um, uh, like that's kind of I, my next question is how do people deal with their own emotions and feelings during like, you know, how do, how do people handle a healthy separation? Like, how is that even possible? Um, I guess, thank you for sharing your experience, first of all. Um, I, I'm curious and, and feel free, if, if you don't feel like sharing, feel free to uh, tell me to move on. Um, how did your then partner take it uh how how did how did he react um well we both had our own way of dealing with it so i initially uh start dating and i was okay but uh, he he had a much harder time than me uh initially um because he didn't have uh the tools right and he was not his choice either it was my choice so um he he was sad he was hurt right he was hurt uh, by my choice um he had times when i think he was angry as well you know but um what i love about this man and um you know i'm so proud to call him my partner now we were eight months separated and we have just got engaged Oh, uh, recently. Okay, congratulations. Thank you. And we are planning to move in together <laughs> in the next month. <laughs> so, um, but what I love about this man is that he has been able to call himself up on his stories. What happens when we suffer, when we are sad, when we are upset, when we are going to break up, we form a lot of stories about ourselves and others. For me, for example, uh, it was I didn't feel wanted. I felt like, so my story was, he doesn't love me enough to overcome this challenge and choose me. And as I was, the more I was focusing on that, you know, the more I was feeling hurt and betrayal and at times anger. I was angry with him. How could he, you know, how can he say he loves me? And, and on his side, you know, I mean, I'm, just assuming now because I you know I'm not him but from our conversations um you know he he felt uh hurt he felt let down he felt like he was not good enough for me you know yeah a man that can't provide the woman with what she needs feels inadequate uh feels like he's He's not like, you know, good enough to give her what she needs. It's, it's, it's actually really a, a big, big hit into, into the ego, not just ego as well, but just the essence as, as a man. So he was very hurt. Um, he suffered quite a bit. Um, and, um, you know, later on, like I, I went up and down, you know, I, I, when I was using my tools, I was totally okay. And, and meeting my needs to what I knew it's going to support me in the process, connecting with other people, doing activities that are creating joy and fun, reflection. And I enroll myself into a program as well, you know, to work on myself. Um, and uh, I think in a way it was a bit harder for him because he didn't have such a strong system, you know, to back him up. Um, but nevertheless, in pain, we grow and he did as well so um he he learned a lot about himself in the process he learned a lot about the dynamic between men and women as well 
And um, you know, I'm really happy to see just to say that um, right now, you know, it's it's all good. But what we feel um, in in a breakup, it's based on what we are focusing on. So if if I focus on the fact that I lost something, I'm gonna feel low vibration emotions. If I focus on I gain something, my freedom. Um, I open the gates of possibility. Um, choosing to opt out of this means I'm trusting myself. I know my worth. I believe I can create this. I believe I can have it. I believe in the abundance of there are a lot of other good men out there. So you come from a completely different, right, different uh, energy. But the, the, the moment I focus on like, I might not meet someone else like that. I might never have this kind of connection. Um, I might never feel this way and live in the past, go back in the past and, and relieve all these emotions. The more we go in the past and relieve all these memories, the more we're going to feel that we miss that person we want to go back because it's in our focus. But when we change our focus and we move from from the past towards the future and we are staying focused on our vision, what is it that I want to create from now on? That's going to help us, you know, um, kind of move. And, and uh, I think a separation is a, a great time to reflect on ourself and what is yeah. it that we really want from now on. So it's actually a good thing sometimes, though we don't see it that way. A separation can help us re-center, uh, like center ourselves, ground ourselves, you know, get the clear picture of what is it that we want. So it might not necessarily be for me and my partner, for example, it was actually a good thing. Though we went and we are also, we are having all these feelings, it was actually what we needed for us to grow, to become these people who can have the relationship that we want. Absolutely. When we're at our lowest point, we're open to the greatest change. I love that. A lot of wisdom. In, in I didn't it. come up with it. It's from a cartoon, but <laughs> yeah. I love cartoons. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, I guess um, I want to move on now to kind of, we've talked a little bit about that process of separation and having like a system in place uh, to help you kind of move on and deal with those feelings obviously it's not you know a linear leaning is healing is never linear but at least when you have like a system in place it kind of helps you help helps things be easier for you and put things in perspective when you are hurting and when when things do get really difficult i want to move on now to our practice slash habit experiment debrief uh where we can kind of deep dive a little into how we can apply uh, everything you very graciously shared with us uh, and put that put that into practice. Um, so 
Uh, Christina, what's a practice that you would like to recommend uh, for people um, who are trying to move on from a separation and perhaps do so in a way that reduces, is that the right way to put it, reduces um, the harm and, and the pain or, or at least helps you manage it better? So um, I was thinking of something different be before this talk about what I'm going to do. But now what I want to really talk, it's about something that actually Tony Robbins talks about. Uh, and so it's not necessarily mm -hmm. me that came up with, but Tony Robbins. And Tony Robbins says, like, in order for you to feel different, you have to change your emotional state. So if I want to feel happy, I need to have clarity about what makes me happy first of all and then second is you need to change your focus so if i have time and i just sit here and think about my breakup i'm gonna feel more emotion but if i go and do something that keeps my mind and my body involved then that's going to help me and for example for women you know i just um, I recommend dancing, right? So when we, and, and, and this is exactly what I did to help myself. I went out dancing. I don't really go out dancing that often. I dance at home sometimes, you know, even when I cook or whatever. But but I I went after my separation. I went, I called my friends and I said, let's just all go out. And all my single friends were very happy <laughs> because I gathered them all together and they're like, let's just go and do this. When you dance, you change focus. You look at people, you listen to the music, you're focusing on your moves. So the more you move, the more you move, you actually move energy. So the more you move your body, all that happens is like you're actually moving energy. Uh, hopefully the sound is still okay as I keep moving. <laughs> um, yes, yes, it is. So without necessarily, I can dance if you want, but without necessarily, you know, so for, without necessarily dancing, like if, 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 if you just try it, everyone who listens, you know, uh, especially if you are a female, dance. Now for the men, the masculine energy, and again, masculine and feminine is not necessarily gender-based, but you know, it's men tend to have as a core energy masculine energy so um, for men it's good to change focus by working with hands so the more you're working with your hands and your problem solve the more you're going to um, be able to find um, uh, that feeling of uh, like uh, what's the word I'm um, you feel like you're achieving something you feel like you're reaching goals and that for a man feels really good so masculine energy needs to reach goals to feel good so in order to change state the more you use your hands or your body as a male as in fixing something or moving things around lifting weights they build testosterone one and they also what happens when we move our body we create organically the happy hormones dopamine um what is it serotonin oxytocin and on uh, endorphins so the more we connect with others especially if we are moving our body into a collective right if you as a woman you go out dancing with the girls you get connection nurturing 
right? And you move the energy in your body and around your body, right? As a man, imagine going uh, riding on a bike or playing a game, uh, physical activity or uh, doing a, a competitive sport that allows you to change your focus and move your body. So these are the two elements that everybody can do at the level that they're at, okay, in order for them to change how they feel about the breakup. So, um, and that gives each individual the freedom of choosing the vehicle of how they wanna do that. Somebody that's into yoga can do yoga. Somebody that's into lifting weights, they can do that. Somebody that's into, I don't know, uh, swimming, they can do that. The idea is move your body, change your focus. Yeah, that's actually a really good point because I guess, I mean, one of the most simplest ways I can think of is just taking a walk, <laughs> getting outside of the house, taking a walk, a, a brisk walk outdoors, um, touching some grass. I don't know, like it, it makes such a huge difference to kind of your mindset. Absolutely. Um, and it can really get you out of a slump. Someone that's kinesthetic, right? Someone that's very kinesthetic, the touch of a plant, of a tree, can make you feel good if you're open to it. But if you place judgment on that, no, I'm not going to talk to the trees or feel the trees. No, well, a tree is a source yeah. of energy. So if you, if you look at it as a source of energy and you connect with a tree, feel connection. You can connect with yourself by feeling your heart. So if I right now, you know, decide to just focus on my heart and hear my heartbeat and send gratitude to my heart and feel my heart and like listen to the heartbeat, I can't think of my boyfriend at the same time or the breakup that I, because I'm focusing on my heart. So I'm changing focus. Now my focus is, can I feel the heart can i make a sound in my head that sounds like my heartbeat so to, so i'm changing focus and i'm also moving my body in a way because i'm touching my heart right so if you can't walk let's just say someone is restricted by that you can you can actually uh change your focus by touching things right if you're kinesthetic when you touch things you feel something so what can you touch that makes you feel good, like velvet. Everybody loves, most people love touching velvet because it feels smooth and comforting and, mm. right? So it's a good feeling. So we have the power to change how we feel at all times. And it's okay if every now and then we fall off the wagon and we just go like, oh, I feel hurt again. Oh, like I miss him or stay there as long as you want. And when you've got enough, change how you feel by changing your focus and moving your body. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What are some of the challenges um, with, with changing your focus? The challenges with changing your focus? Um, I think staying focused on what you want. <laughs> People sometimes will say, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't stop thinking of my ex, right? But it's not that you can't do it. You just haven't practiced enough. You haven't given yourself. Everything needs to be learned. You are, when you break up from someone, you learn a new way of being, a new way of relating to yourself, uh, to others, 
because uh, you're not a partner of someone, right? You are just you now. And and a way of relating to life. Like I had to learn, after I divorced, I had to learn to cut the grass. I never had to do that. I lived in an apartment before. <laughs> so I was in a house at the time. <laughs> yeah. Learn how to use a trimmer, you know, and it made me angry when I had to do it because I didn't want to do it. And I'm like, I need a man to do this. No, I didn't. You can outsource. You can <laughs> hire someone and you learn to do it yourself. Something basic, you know, just giving you a, base, a basic example. But you need, it's a new way of being. So you really need to treat yourself with empathy and compassion and give yourself the, the time to learn to be on your own again and try and try again. So with focus, I used to think I can't focus. But what I learned is that, well, the more I practice focus, the better I would become as focusing, right? Again, growth mindset versus fixed mindset, fixed mindset that says you can't do this. You were not born with that. You are not. And uh, you're not having that skill naturally. Yeah, okay, you don't, but you can learn it. How important it is to you? And you can learn that. Anything can be learned. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have a recommendation of a practice or a habit or something else that would be combined with shifting your focus to, to help improve it? Uh, exposure outdoors, like just go out, outside and expose yourself to environments that will challenge you rather than familiar. At home, you're very familiar with everything. Mm -hmm. Right. So what you want to do is you want to place yourself in unfamiliar situations like meeting new people, doing activities you haven't done before, because that will require your entire focus. Like imagine having to you never ride the bike and you are trying to ride the bike and balance on the bike where well, your focus can't be at your ex anymore because you're like trying to keep yourself safe, you know. So sometimes in order to change an emotional state for a client, I get them to say something out loud, you know, uh, hold their nose, sit up on, on one of their foot, right? So now, first they gotta think, look, I gotta catch my breath, right? Because it's harder to just breathe, you know, if you hold your nose. Uh, I'm also sitting on one foot, so like, you know, my balance is not after a while, it's getting heavier. So like, I can't think of my ex at the same time. You know, I, I'm just, I can't, it's just, I'm just going to try to keep myself safe. <laughs> so that's a, the easiest, easiest way, but you have to want to. The problem is sometimes we don't want to because we want to feel like a victim. We want to, we connect with ourselves through victim wound. Uh, victimhood you know we we um get significance we get certainty we get like something to talk about it when we don't have anything else interesting in our life or we shrink it we look at it as nothing else is important in our life but this 
what I've been through. And then we keep talking about it, right? We want to talk about our breakup. We want to talk about our ex all the time, right? But the more we talk about it, the it makes us feel the same way. We're perpetuating the problem. So the best thing to do is to change your focus by exposing yourself to environments that are brand new because they will challenge you. It will require more of you. And therefore, it will be a lot easier to keep your focus, uh, your to keep your uh, emotional state uh, um, uplifted rather than, you know, uh, feeling down. And that takes yeah. skills. Yeah, That's, absolutely. takes practice. Like we said earlier, our healing, like it's, it's not, you know, a, a one way street, you kind of have, it goes up and down and some weeks you're doing really well, some weeks you're not doing so well. Uh, and you kind of have to just allow yourself to kind of keep working and keep practicing through the good parts and the bad. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of our practice slash habit experiment debrief. Um, we've now got a couple of questions from the audience. Are you happy to answer them? Yeah, of course. I'll love to. I love questions. Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so one question, and this is, I think, the uh, it's a very simple question, but a very loaded one. Um, what if they don't deserve it? What if they don't deserve to have to 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 have you forgive them? Okay. And um, so, so assuming that the context is they done something so bad, right? Um, it's that. So, I think the question I will tweak the question a little bit in a way, um, because forgiveness is never about them. It's about forgiving ourselves. We think we're forgiving them, but we actually what we have to do is we have to forgive ourselves for placing ourselves in that situation. What they do, people do what they do um, because it meets their needs. Someone who, let's just say, cheats. One, it doesn't have clarity about why they don't feel attraction in their relationship anymore. They don't understand why they feel attraction with another person. Their needs are not being met. Their needs for uh, fun, their needs for connection, their needs for love, their needs for uh, feeling uh, heard, their needs for feeling seen and important, right? So if I don't feel like that in my relationship, but I feel like this with this other person, the subconscious mind drives the behavior. So if the subconscious mind knows that I need connection, I need to feel love and I can't feel it here, but I can feel it here, it's going to constantly bring it in my focus. Go there, go there. That's where it is. That's if you're hungry. That's what the food is. That's what you need. That's what you're going to get if you go there. So many people don't really understand why they're cheating. Okay, so for someone who is in a relationship and is really firm and they stick to, to, to their values, for example, if someone's value is, um, uh, let's say, loyalty, right? Loyalty. So lo it could be both partners could have loyalty as high value, but we always cross our values to meet our needs. 
So, so one person might decide my need to feel this way is more important. And what happens is in our head is like, we shrink that value. So we go like, well, yeah, but she's not giving me this. Therefore I'm entitled to have that. She is this way. So we blame the other person so we can make us feel better about cheating. You know, because this other person is something wrong and they're not like giving us and we are entitled not to do that. Because if we just feel blame or guilt, we, we, we wouldn't, we, if we just feel guilt, we wouldn't be able to go and cheat, but we are justifying our behavior, right? So there's a whole process that you, the person who are experiencing the, the, the betrayal, you don't understand about the other person. So forgiveness really, going back to forgiveness, sorry to go on a tangent, uh, when you forgive yourself, you, you, when you, when, when you choose to forgive another, it's, it's really about trying to understand what could have happened that led to that. So seeking to understand the other person and yourself in the process will help you forgive, but not forgiving means you we, we you hold anger, you hold on to betrayal, you hold on to resentment, and all these negative emotions are affecting your body, are affecting, uh, and 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 you can get chronic illnesses from it, you know, like like um, uh, cancer. You can get you know uh, it's each each emotion is linked to a certain chakra and, and, and certain organs as well. So certain organs in your body will get affected by it. Like I spoke with someone recently, he uh, was getting a lot of ice ties and that's connected with anger, for example. All right. And then he doesn't know. So the more you hold on to that, I'm not going to forgive him because he doesn't deserve. All you do is you, you are forcing yourself to hold on to all the emotional emotional baggage. So it's your choice to like have this heavy weight on your back the whole time. And what that's gonna do is it's going to prevent you from meeting someone else and allow that joy, lightness that comes with the process of forgiveness, right? So what's the gift in what has happened? Like if I were to look now at my ex-husband cheated, right? So if I were to look at the gift into that, is that he allowed me to divorce, go to that toxic relationship, and now meet this person who I am right now. And in the process, I also um, uh, got the opportunity to leave my purpose, to discover my purpose here. So I have become a dating and relationship coach because I divorced from my husband because of the cheating. So if you are able to see the gift in any negative situation that happens to you, you'll be able to forgive and you'll be able to move on and you'll be overall a much happier person. I love that. That's such a beautiful, beautiful answer to that question. Um, the next one is um, my ex and I have a lot of mutual friends how am I able to move on uh, when th there are still all these ties remaining between us? 
by making new friends. So who you are, like the, the a separation is changing you. You're not the same person as you were before you entered that relationship or as you were in that relationship. So a relationship is it's is going to change it. People will either withdraw and become more serious and throw themselves into work. Um, uh, and at the same time, um, others could become more spiritual. They throw themselves into personal development. So we, if we are open to make new friends, it doesn't mean we have to let go of the old ones. It just means that we are not needing the same people all the time. So the interaction with them, it's a lot less while your needs are still being met. Is this making sense? So your needs, if, if you... Yeah, that's making sense. If you want to be long, for example, right, and that's what you get sometimes from uh, the interaction with a friend, right, how can I create a sense of belonging in another place so it's not, I'm not relying just on these people? So you have multiple, you create multiple sources of, of, uh, of fulfilling your needs and uh, which, which means, you know, you, you connect with other people. So you're going to get new interests. You're going to get new, uh, things that you want to, to do or make you feel a certain way. And therefore you're going to meet in those circumstances, different people. And, you know, you don't, it doesn't mean that you can, you're not going to see the old ones, but it's less exposure and therefore less exposure with uh, less potential to meet your ex at the same time as well. And strong yeah. boundaries, sorry. So strong boundaries, uh, you know, we don't talk about my ex. I don't want to know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not asking. Okay, so uh, this is a closed chapter and I'm moving on. And every time on what sometimes we bring up the conversation so if i bring up just tell me hey we had a deal call me up keep me accountable we're not talking about my ex anymore yes. we just our relationship is not about talking about my ex our relationship is based of shared interest mutual understanding and so on so firm boundaries about it yeah yeah absolutely uh that brings us to the end of uh the questions from the audience as well as the end of our episode um it's almost coming to a close um christina where can uh the people who are watching and listening where can they find you so i'm on um uh, linkedin instagram and uh, facebook uh christina davy uh it's very clear on my profile you know that i'm a dating and relationship coach uh, so it'll pop up right away um, um i'm available on social media uh, otherwise um you know you can always uh message me at zero four three two zero one two one six four you know if you have a question you can always book um you know 30 minutes with me and uh you know you will have one big takeaway from that conversation about yourself or you know uh, how you can move on or how you can meet the right person you know i love connecting and knowing new people all the time so please reach out 
Absolutely. Um, I'm sure people will be coming um, and we'll have all of those details in our description as well so that if people want to go back and refer to it, they can do that um, too. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for joining uh, Reloscope. Um, I've, I've had such a wonderful time talking to you. You've had so many wonderful things to say and to share with me today. And I've learned so much. Thank you. It's such a pleasure. Like, I love your energy. You're so good at what you do. So I'm really happy that, you know, I got the opportunity to interact with you this way. And uh, thank you so much for allowing me to, um, you know, guide some people through, through this. Hopefully, you know, many will take a lot out of it. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Reliscope, the Relationship Science Insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Lab. For more episodes like this from 10 different life management perspectives, search LMSL on YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts, so you can get updated on everything we have to offer. We have a wide range of topics readily available for you to check out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps us grow and bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found at re.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Aditi Kuti, thanks for tuning in.